For our sixth episode of Ride Buddies, the stars magically aligned and we got to enjoy a rare in real life sit down between two of Ultra Cycling's greats, Lael Wilcox and Kate Boyle. Despite months of recent travel, they both just so happened to be in Tucson at the same time. So we decided to hit the record button. For those of you who don't know, Kate is a world champion and record holding ultra endurance mountain biker whose obsession with finding the biggest, best riding has taken her to five continents. When not chasing wins or setting new records, she combines her passion for bikepacking and connecting people to the landscapes that inspire her through Bikepacking Roots, a nonprofit she co-founded dedicated to serving its thousands of members and the greater bikepacking community as well. She also happens to be a Ride With GPS ambassador, so we know her well and love her dearly. On the other end of the couch is someone Kate has connected with time and time again over the years. Simply put, she's a total badass. Hailing from Anchorage, Alaska, Lael fell into ultra racing on a whim when she entered and won the 400 mile fireweed bike race on a borrowed bike. In the years that followed, Lael has spent an unimaginable and borderline freakish amount of miles and hours in the saddle. She set a record at the Tour Divide, became the first woman ever to win the Trans Am bike race, and co-designed the Baja Divide route. She has ridden and set blistering times for just about every major endurance bike event there is, all with that iconic smile pasted across her permanently cheery face. In this conversation, the two talk about witnessing the devastation of climate change, cringe over Kate's recent hydration woes on the AZT, check it out on Instagram, it is gnarly, they bond over bushwhacking through countless races and dissect the nuances of deciding when it's time to bow out. It's the type of conversation only these two could have, so saddle up and tune in. You're in for a great ride. It's so true. When do we get to talk in person these days? I know. Instead uh, of at the screen. Hey, <laughs> 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 Hank, wave. <laughs> well, um, cool. Well, uh... Yeah, where, so well, I, where did you just come from and when did you get home? I got home two days ago and I was just in the last leg of the trip was in Switzerland, but we spent oh. the past two months in Europe. Whoa. So first in Iceland, then uh, riding the Trino Nice Rally, Italy to France. Whoa. And How then 700 K. Oh, oh, it was cool. women's bike packing challenge. Oh my God. Oh, so you were like rode that whole thing. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The route's fantastic. And, um, and we're going to do a couple more next year and the whole, so this format's like everybody start together and then you set like a goal date to finish Okay. self-supported, but it's not a race and it's like enough time that you could have like big touring days. Whoa. Cool. And then you like, like leapfrog the and another, exactly. Oh, and cool. then it was all women, but it's not a race, but it's, it's not like a race. And there's together. no, like, yeah, there's no, like, incentive to go any faster it's just yeah. oh try to be done by the finishers party whoa that's so, awesome yeah so you have like cool. a dinner at first get to yeah. meet like some people or see some people you know meet some new people and then you're like okay let's at 8 a.m we'll all start and then you know and then we have like a big whatsapp group yeah. text so people okay. can be like oh i'm camping here oh, oh this cool. place is good coffee that's and especially amazing. like in Europe, it's like yeah. easy. <laughs> There's good coffee everywhere. Like pictures of pastries, people eating yeah. burgers, uh -huh. you know, it was like, oh, this is the good oh. life. But then uh, they had like 10 mountain passes. So it's like wow. hard. And it was, was it on paved road or dirt and pavement? Mixed, uh, mixed dirt and pavement. Okay. And you were in Switzerland earlier in the year too. for the Yeah. Hope 1000, yeah. which I really want you to race too. I really want to do that. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Is there really snow that it. time of year? No. Well, uh, this year there was a little bit still left. It yeah. was like solstice time. Oh, and then it's not that high, you know, it's like 6,000 feet. So yeah. the Alps still have like a little bit, but it was mostly gone, but it rained a oh. ton. It was like horrendous conditions. Oh my God. The Colorado Trail Race was that year, that way this year too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Rue yeah. and I were hiking just after and it was like wildflowers and yeah. mushrooms and it was amazing in Colorado this year, which after, I mean, you experienced the smoke on Tour Divide, like where oh. I live, was, the summer was so dry and smoky. It was really hard. Was it like that for the whole summer? Pretty much like July and August. It was that way. And yeah, it was brutal. It was like changed a lot of my plans because the air was just so bad. It's devastating. So I just kept changing where I was going and ended up going down to Colorado twice because it was so good down there. And it was fine. Yeah. 
when I was there and they had a really wet year. Oh, that's so sad though, because your season's already so short. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so shitty. It is. Yeah, climate change. It's really, it's really uh, (laughs) devastating to experience. Totally. Like I had no idea how bad it could actually be Mm -hmm. where it looks like, like the world's ending. Like, yeah, I mean, like you wrote through it in the just divide. White, like yeah. you can't you mountains can't right in front of your face, and you can't see. It. And then, like the first day, I was like, "Oh wow, that's such a cool sunset! It's like glowing hot right. pink orange." And then by like the third day, I was like, "This oh, is horrible. this is really horrible! Yeah. Like it's like some apocalyptic movie. Totally. It's so bad." And then you're like, "I can't believe I ever complained about any bad weather in the past." Totally. Yeah, like, take I take any anything bad over this because totally. you can actually be outside versus like mm-hmm. you really can't go outside because it's terrible for your health totally I, so true. I just had no idea it'd be that bad and then seeing mm-hmm. people that like live there and oh, don't leave they can't go outside yeah no there was a time I think at the end of August when the Caldor fire in Tahoe was really bad mm-hmm. they had the worst air quality in the world mm-hmm. and there are like kids not going to school like I grew up with snow days and now they're having smoke days I know, you know that's it's so tragic. sad though because yeah. that's like yeah like a snow day was like a celebration I know and smoke day is like trapped stay inside don't go outside yeah it's gotta oh. be brutal and on top of a pandemic when they were already like isolated we we were lucky so, yeah. to like grow up with good air and snow days and like some <laughs> level of like normalcy yeah like you go to school and I know you have friends and yeah. you have a teacher. <laughs> you you know, never just talk go on to a Zoom. screen. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Zoom exists. Zoom didn't exist. No. no. The internet didn't really for a while. But yeah. Anyway. Well, that's yeah. a little bright ray of sunshine. I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's reality though. I know. And then it's yeah. so true. And I mean, like, I just started the Arizona Trail Race. Mm. which was so interesting oh yeah I really I mean you know actually I really want to hear (laughs) yeah well so well you've ridden the trail in the fall yeah and it's always overgrown it's so it's always overgrown I knew that I actually started the Arizona trail race in ITT once in the fall Uh and in the Canelos I crashed in a rut that was covered by grass and hit my head and like had a headache well that's over and so like I knew this year when they moved the race to the fall um that it'd be interesting and a gamble (laughs) um but it was I had no idea that it could be so bad like the it was so interesting because the first 10 or 15 miles were fine it was like normal canelos like you didn't really you just occasionally would brush against some cat claw and then once you cross canelo pass road Uh uh-huh it there was just no trail for like 15 miles like you'd go through all the old stuff and it was just like bushwhacking through amaranth and cat claw and then we turned onto the section we rode this spring the new azt yeah which was like two foot wide brand new dirt trail like yeah flowy fast arizona trail and there's no dirt like i was just riding from flagging tape to flagging tape (laughs) in the dangling from the trees over grass oh and over the amaranth stuff which is apparently i'm allergic to and yeah it was crazy like i couldn't believe that this brand new trail is just gone wow and then right a few miles from the end suddenly it was back and the arizona trail association had been out this fall oh my god working on it again bless them totally (laughs) i mean it's hard enough even after it's like in the best possible condition totally it's like always hard it's always and then hard when it, you're like bushwhacking through cactus you're like this is some version of hell and <laughs> you're like i signed up to do this for free totally and for me like i was riding along through this and i was like <sighs> thinking about when i was in the hospital from that car accident and thinking about how hard i've worked in the last three years and i was like and then you're this is not it what i that? worked on for. yeah like what i work to come back to is like ride my bike and be challenged like physically and mentally by the like trying to be present and going fast yeah and efficiently and like having that kind of flow experience of ultra racing and I found myself just like with my legs stinging and burning from this allergic reaction and then 
I saw that green... photo of that green water. Oh my god! And so like, and I'm like pretty cool with totally. bad water. No, and I was like, like yeah, no, I'm like <laughs> just like I'm fine with bad water. Like cow true. shit is fine. Like <laughs> dead bird in water is fine. And <laughs> this was like like brown tank Arizona water. You know the color of mud. That's fine. And this was like like this like toxic color <laughs> it was like brighter than pea soup it was it like was crazy like glowing and did i like, drink that did you throw up i got so nauseous i'm not a thrower upper uh <laughs> this is not a puker but i it was at the tank on the hog canyon road that we stopped at in the yeah. spring and like i oh, really God. needed water because the water the yeah. tank before that that i was going to get water out of was dry <sighs> which was also so strange because there's water everywhere this year yeah. And this one spot was dry. And so, hang <laughs> and so I stopped at those tanks and I'd been more or less out of water for two hours. I was about to say days, but it was only two hours. <laughs> and coming from Idaho where it's been snowing like 85 degrees that day, it was uh, the first day over 70 degrees I've ridden in like two months. And so I was already just like, oh my God, it is really hot for me. And I got to that tank and I looked in the first one, it was dry. And then I climbed up this like pallet ladder and peered into the next one. It was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the water. <laughs> and I just thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, it's going to be another hour of climbing on this self-facing hill up to Gardner Canyon. And like, I need to drink something. Like I oh, haven't been God. able to eat because I've been so thirsty. If you don't have water, you can't eat. No. You can't get anything you down. Can't. And you just look at your food and you're like, nope. Yeah, totally. That's what <laughs> it was happening. Like, can't eat. And so I had I actually had a filter oh, with me, God. which I had never carried before. That's cool. But it was this one extra liter of capacity way of having capacity. So like, oh, well, that's I'm gonna cool. filter this and drink it and trust that at least I won't die, but it's still so it like had this smell that oh water shouldn't have oh, I'm like <laughs> nauseous just uh-huh. and I didn't even do it so, like, <laughs> so I drank it and I ate some food and then I pedaled up to Gardner Canyon and got more water so I've never been to that group start the race yeah I've only done like a time trial in fall yeah and then time trial on the 300 in yeah. the spring and I did that because I I for Oh, I couldn't do the full thing because mm-hmm. I had to like go back to Alaska before the snow was going to melt in right. the north. And then I was like, oh, I guess I could do a time trial of the 300. Yeah. And then I looked at your record and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> I, was like I, I don't think I could do that. And I was like, well, I'm just going to try. You went so, then, so fast. Well, I tried super hard. I had like this huge stump jumper. It yeah. was like the bike without anything on it. I think weighed like 36 pounds. <laughs> I mean, it was like enduro. Yeah. 2.6 inch tires must feel so good for so much of that trail yeah it's awesome but it, but by <laughs> the end of it too. like the most sorry I was was my arms and my yeah. shoulders I was just like I couldn't like move my arms just from pushing yeah uh That's crazy. and platform pedals and yeah. running shoes <laughs> and I was like and then I was like I can't sleep because yeah. there's no way I'll even get close if I sleep yeah. I closed my eyes for eight minutes wow for 51 hours or whatever yeah. it ended up being yeah mine I slept for 20 and that's, I did it and then I haven't like, done anything similar to that since really yeah because that's like such a long time to not <laughs> sleep but that's so crazy to me because like in my mind two days without sleeping is way easier than like a week or two weeks with like three you or know, four hours well I just dread the not sleeping though yeah because then you're like ah, oh, four hours like I get like a new day okay <laughs> but what about the waking up and getting going part because like I've done yeah, a couple hours to. where you like sleep for a couple hours and you wake up and you feel horrible right because your body's just like like it's shut down like your knees are like yes just, yeah you feel like and a, you're like all right can I move and yeah. you're like you can't like you feel like heat. those cartoons where like zombies come out of the dead and they're like <laughs> breaking out of like broken like stiff joints like things are cracking and exploding like that's how I feel but it's you like out of the bivy yeah like (laughs) totally it's still dark (laughs) yeah like oh yeah especially if it's like raining 
and yeah. cold. Oh. Then you're like, fuck, that's what I have to go out to in the dark. That's what the Hope 1000 was like this year. I don't think I get Except that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's easier if there's less darkness. Yeah. You know, that's totally. like all ultras are easier if there's less darkness because you don't yeah. get as tired. Yeah. And you don't like have to ride through totally. the night for so long. Yeah. The like graveyard hours are fewer. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or like sunrise is closer to them. Man. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Even if it's a short sleep, I just like, that's like the one reward you get yeah. is like a little bit of sleep. Okay. That's and that nice. feeling of like being so tired and just like kind of melting into the ground. You're like, yeah. wow. And then you're like, <laughs> I'm still outside, you yeah. know, but um, yeah, you do swell up though. Like crazy. Yeah. Well, in my body, or at least what I've experienced with the few races I've done with some sleep is that my temperature regulation just gets so messed up. So and I start bad. like sweating and shivering at the same time. And then yeah. it's so hard to like start on some sort of level of like, just feeling like a human. Yeah. Cause well, and like control. to fall asleep too, you know, I feel yeah. like my heart rate's been like higher mm-hmm. than it used to be. So then to like, actually like shut down, that's a, like started meditating when I'm sleeping or yeah. trying to sleep. Cause you know, you right. need it totally. if the race is going to be like so long that you can't get right. in that hole. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point of, as far as like shorter than you could just kind of push through. Yeah. <sighs> Two nights without sleep though. <sighs> like one night without sleep, <laughs> I'm like, ah, whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. The second night's hard. I think I need the nap, but that is like so short, you know, you can just like keep everything on helmet, shoes, maybe yeah. on like a wind jacket and just lay down and fall and, asleep or meditate and then wake up and like, yeah. And, and then, like then it makes such a big difference. Yeah. And like, like nothing's oh, shut down yet. <laughs> I can see again. Right. <laughs> totally. It's really powerful. The nap. Yeah. Yeah. But so with the Arizona trail race for me this year, it's just made me think a lot about like what motivates me to race ultras and to like push for that long and like what is worth it and then what is not. And mm. so I think what, when you're, and I just often think about you and how mm. amazing you are at ultra racing over such long distances and short ultra distances, like what motivates you? Mm. Cause I think, I mean, am I right that the tour divide was the really the, the first one, one I did yep yeah, yeah. well in the tour divide and maybe there is a show like you've oh, finished yeah. only like every race that I know of except for maybe a small handful like that's true and those two and no yeah and yeah so, like, for and you those I are like, the only ones I haven't <clears throat> finished that's right totally. yeah and so that's a lot of races that you've finished <laughs> like a lot <laughs> and not just number of races but also miles of like of time of being in that place of suffering and so I guess for you what I'm wondering is like what is worth it to you and when is it not worth it to you I think like with a lot of those things I'm like well at some point I thought this was a good idea Mm -hmm. so I should just do it Mm -hmm. because you like get excited about something you look at maps you make plans and then like you know two three days into your ride you're like fuck this is terrible (laughs) why did I ever think I should do this (laughs) It's all uh, and then and then I'm like, well, what am I gonna do? Just quit, right? You know. And then it takes like a lot for me to actually, because I hate quit. I think I hate quitting so much. Yeah. That I'm like, it feels oh, really shitty. It's devastating. Yeah. You're like, oh, especially if it's like, because it's like it's sometimes not really like you're. There's something that comes up that you cannot overcome. Like this right. year with the wildfires, it's like, right. and then that's like, yeah, it sucks to quit my ride, but then it's like to see that what the world looks like Mm -hmm. you're like this is just deeply sad and so then it's like and then that's so kind of overwhelming like how what that actually means yeah the world is shitty yeah and yeah my bike ride doesn't matter but now we might not have the freedom to ride our bikes in these beautiful places in these places that I want everybody to get to see (laughs) somehow and you're like and then yeah and then you feel like you're just like kind of dropping into this well of negativity because so many people this especially this past year have been like everybody's been become like hypercritical of like so many different things and then because I don't know everybody's having a hard time so you Mm -hmm. want something to like blame or something to like take out your aggression on so then you're like well you're screwing up because of this or you're not good enough because of this and then it's like I take that stuff really personally and then at some point you're just like well do they just want me to give up 
Right. Should I just like not do anything? And it's like, that's like the, you know, then you feel like, so I guess maybe like ultra quitting is kind of like that. Like you're just like letting in, Mm -hmm. which it shouldn't be. Right. Cause it should be like, this is my choice. Mm -hmm. I should do what I want with my life. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I'm like, (laughs) well, I'm still out here. I still want to win. Cause then it's like, well, what's everybody else doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like they're going through something hard too. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, and then also like, you know, maybe tomorrow will be better. Yeah. No, there is always that. Cause it usually is is. somehow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you know, sometimes then you're like, when you look at it, you're like, tomorrow's definitely not going to be better. Yeah. That's like when you have to, that's like the the time to be like, this is it. Tomorrow's there's no way tomorrow's going to be better. Yep. Yeah. I think that's for me, one of the big distinctions, like, is there, is this going to be a wave that you can ride, you know, right? or is this like actually just a downhill trajectory <laughs> into like compromising my health or exactly. Something, yeah. You know, well, yeah. Like and then health, to undo. health is precious. Totally. You know, and we can actually do things that you can't undo. Oh yeah. And like, like smoking this... a pack of cigarettes of air, but it's <laughs> yeah. wildfire. Yeah. yeah. While you're like pushing your physical limits. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then you actually have like consequences for that. Totally. You know, so then it's like, well, ultimate, I mean, really, like at the end of it, I want to ride my bike every single day. Yeah. And then I'm like, race, and race, race, whatever. Yeah. You know, like that stuff could all go out the window, but I do want to ride like every day. And then mm-hmm. if I actually saw like my decisions ahead of me, like, oh, I could finish this ultra race or I could keep riding when I'm 80, I'd be like, right. definitely 80. Totally. So, cause it's like, who cares? The racing, <laughs> it's cool. It's like not, the and it's so temporary, cool thing. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Like the things that you get to take away from ultra racing are like, there's some really valuable things and a lot of it's fleeting, you know, like, huh. but it still should be fun and exciting. Yeah. And if it's not, then there's like no yeah. point in doing it because it's too hard. Yeah. Yeah. And like hard, I think in a way that like you have to, how do I say this? Like something I think about is like, we only have so much energy in our life. And so like Mm -hmm. an ultra is like a huge investment in energy. And then you have to like rebuild it afterwards, you know, and there's like a pretty big hole. Yeah. I'm just just taking years off my life. (laughs) Well, I think that there's just like something I think about is just like, is this worth the energy that I'm going to expend on it? Mm -hmm. Or like, should Mm -hmm. I take this energy that I have and like put it towards something else right now? Totally. And I think that was part of, this effort right now is like this is not where I want to be this is not where I want to be well sometimes it's super clear right you have like a moment of clarity where you're like this is not happening Mm -hmm. and then you just gotta go with that yeah like I felt like that on the tour divide this summer I just I was riding through Butte and it was just like white Mm -hmm. air like I couldn't see the mountains that I was riding next to. And I was just like, and my lungs were just like shutting down. It felt like a little fire happening. Yeah. And I was like, and then it was just like clear as day. I was like, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have to quit. And I was just riding along crying. Yeah. Oh, I know. I was crying and riding a lot on Thursday. You're just like riding along because you're like, well, I still have to keep moving forward. Yeah. Like you don't want to just stop and cry. No, you're like, it's better to keep moving and just cry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you're sucks. like, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm just out here by myself. And I just want this to be like, re- like fun and rewarding and inspiring or something or like challenging in the good way. And it's not. and you're not and yeah. you're like why it's such a disappointment <laughs> yeah. it's like it's okay but it's super disappointing yeah. no matter how that happens totally. how you get to that thing yeah. because you've already put so much into like being there totally and a know? lot of people have too and yeah. I like that's something that I processed a lot is just like I don't want to let people down oh but but then even like the ups or the downs or whatever yeah. you end up doing out there. Like that also took me a while to come to terms with like, nobody's going to care as much as you do. Totally. Yeah. Like, even if it like you went through absolute hell, but you had a good result mm-hmm. and then everyone's like, you can't even like accept when people are like, wow, that was amazing. Cause right. you feel like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like you feel because you just like it's like your blood and sweat and life out there you know mm-hmm. like I used to just like sell the bikes I raced on yeah like, I don't want to look at them <laughs> I hate oh, it oh, people are like aren't you attached to them I'm like no they're like <laughs> torture devices oh my god <laughs> but wow. you know it's a weird thing but then you're like well we're doing it because we want to for whatever okay. reason and it and there are so many like beautiful positive moments and yeah so oh, much absolutely. like so many cool experiences I guess it's just like a year worth of experiences in like yeah know, two days yeah you really experience at least I really experienced just like the whole continuum and spectrum of like human emotion <laughs> yeah you what know? do you think about or do you good question. are you like I mean of, I think that I definitely have I mean I have a mind that just like very much goes in the stream of consciousness like yeah not easy to follow like not logical track but I think that one of the things that I love about ultra racing is that I actually find myself thinking less than a lot Uh of day-to-day life and I just find myself like very much like content with just my pedals moving and like thinking about the trail in front of me and that's one of the reasons I love single track racing like because I think that uh, I don't know what I would think about on the road I think that's part of why I don't love single track racing because oh. I like to space out. Whoa, and then you yeah. can't. Yeah. You actually have to like look. Don't no, totally. <laughs> but I that's what I love is like I focus on what I'm riding. And it's just like yeah. me and my bike and my yeah. body and my breath. And yeah. And then sometimes I get to look up and like I think about where I am and where I'm. Yeah, going you see like, like a beautiful the view connection of the landscape. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Those moments are yeah. so good too. Yeah. I yeah. No, I totally get you with that though. Like you don't have to make you actually don't have to make as many decisions because mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. okay, I'm just doing this thing. Yeah. And the things you think about are pretty simple. Like, should I eat? Should I drink? Yeah. <laughs> do I need to do anything like for my body or, or my body? Like, body tells you. Am I like in the right place? Because in the other mm. thing with like single track stuff, and I'm sure the road stuff too, is like you have to navigate because so you're mm-hmm. focused on like where yeah. you're going. <laughs> have you ever gone really off route? Um not racing yeah not really racing I mean I guess not in an ultra but this I went and did the Margie Jessic race mm, 100 mile race how and it's like it? it's so cool really it's really really amazing trail in the midwest in Michigan the upper peninsula the UP yeah everybody <laughs> says it's really cool there it's really cool and and the, because it's in the hardwood forest there's single track that just like it's like a spaghetti bowl of just like turns and twists and looping back and forth on itself and early in the race, me and this big group of guys got completely lost and completely turned around. And it was like, the trails are so close together that you can't tell where you need to go because there's so many trails between you and where too many the options. Yeah, yeah. There's like too many options and it's, it's not so disorienting at all. Uh, barely. <laughs> and, but yeah, it was really interesting. So we were lost for like 20 minutes huh which was really interesting and it was like early enough in the race yeah that then we got back on the course and then we were like in the back half of the race with all these other people oh, gosh. and so it was like being at the start again of then like trying to pass on single track and like oh. everyone riding their different rides and but it was fun it was wild yeah, yeah you're, you're like, like whatever whatever what am i gonna do about it right <laughs> like <laughs> it happened yeah <laughs> keep going so yeah I've heard that's a cool race it's really cool and it's really hard it's I think probably the slowest 100 mile race that really uh, yeah I mean like the fast no woman has finished in under 12 hours huh yeah well that's a goal yeah that is a goal yeah I'd love to see it I can't do it (laughs) I'm not good at technical riding really interesting (laughs) it's so different from technical riding here too because it's like all roots oh that's so scary because they're like slippery but you know people are specialists at that (laughs) (laughs) i think when that's what you grow up riding on it's probably similar to like riding on loose rock here (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh that's cool yeah that was cool but something else because so you just got back from like one a couple months in europe and before that i think you were doing a lot of different things here like you started the tour divide and I did a pipeline time trial yeah, in Alaska. In Alaska. 
and something in Oregon. Yeah, I did Oregon. But you were back in Europe in between that time. Went to the Hope 1000, did a little trip in France. Yeah. Yeah, we were, yeah, I think because like with COVID, everything like travel was shut down. Right. And then I was like, okay, I've just got like a huge list of possibles. Totally. And then most of them happened. That's amazing. And I feel like when I look around at my other friends that are like professional cyclists, it's been similar, like, and just people in general, like post COVID is like, do as much as possible. But like, you don't know when it's going to like close down. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's, I think a sense of like making up for lost time or like pressure to like get out and get back at it. And so I'm wondering like, now that you're home, are you tired? Yeah. I think I'm pretty cracked and I'm super jet lagged. I've been waking up at like three in the morning, but then that's actually great because I can like do computer work. Then I go for a run or a ride before the sun comes up. And then I go to bed at like six. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) So that's me. And my parents are in town. Oh, cool. They just drove their like new camper van down from Alaska. Whoa. So that's they're amazing. here. That's until a long drive. Day. Well, they shipped it to uh, Bellingham. Oh, okay. And then well, drove it from there. Wow. But it's like super old. It's yeah. Like they bought it from a friend. The transmission's shot. Whoa. <laughs> so but they're uh, camped at Catalina State Park. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So they're here. And then I'm going to actually go house shopping. Whoa. This that's exciting. Right after this. Because last time we were together in person, it was here. Yeah. And we had gone bikepacking and you were talking, you were about to leave Tucson for the whole summer and mm. you're talking about wanting to buy a house. Yeah. So cool. going to live today and I'm super excited about wow. that. That's know? even more grown up than renting an Airbnb for I the first know. time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't awesome. worry. I still just rent a room. Yeah. 35. Same. <laughs> but, uh, I don't I'm know. 34. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it. Yep. I know. It. That's exciting though. Cool. Yeah. So look at so why Tucson? I love it here. Well, I really like, I really love Mount Lemon. Yeah. And the winter weather is so good. And yeah. it's pretty low key. And I don't drive and there are mm-hmm. bike paths and trails know, everywhere. And Enticing. so that's easy. It's pretty inexpensive. Uh yeah. yeah, and I like all the mountains all around too. And it's pretty yeah. ideal in the winter. So like for you, is winter kind of like a time to recharge by being in one place? Yeah, somewhere? it should be. Yeah. You know, I might do a race in Chile end of November. Oh, cool. Across the Andes. That's awesome. Yeah. So have you been there? Never. Oh, have so you? Cool. Yeah. Oh. It's awesome. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Where does it start? I have to look up the route again, but it's kind of south. Okay. Yeah, like not like not super far south, okay. but kind of there. Like the route hits the coast, mm-hmm. it looks so beautiful, but it's cool. not super high elevation, which is yeah. good because mm-hmm. then I don't have to acclimate quite as much. Yeah, um, I, I just always struggle cool. with breathing, so yeah, it's kind of my thing. But mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that'll happen. But if it doesn't, that's fine too. Rue's super burned out, mm-hmm. so yeah, we've been going since early May. Just, yeah. But even so it's like, well, who doesn't want to go to Chile? You right. know, and then you're like, oh, it'd be so cool. Yeah. And so when is that? The race is November 28th. Oh, it's this month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like January yeah, or February. Yeah, no, there's another one in January, race around Rwanda. Oh, yeah, you've been wanting to that do I've been that. wanting to do. So hopefully I get to do that early next year. But cool. Yeah, these are all like mixed gravel pavement, which is good for me because yeah. I could space out. Yeah, that's exciting. They're both like about a thousand K. Okay. Which is cool because yeah, then it it's not like super long. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, exactly. Then it's like not MVP. tons of sleep deprivation. Right. You know, it's like yeah. anything that's like under five days, I'm like, ah, yeah, it's no big deal. Cool. You know? So yeah. So maybe end of this month, but I'm yeah. going to Rome Fest next week or this week. Oh, in yeah. Cool. And then uh are you going? I'm not. Uh, no, I'm going. We have a film screening on Wednesday in Tempe, and then Will and I are driving home for one week, and then I'm flying back down here for the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival, and cool. then going down to Baja. You are, yeah. Oh, cool. Going, uh, a friend decided to have a destination wedding in Cabo, and so oh. Will and I are gonna fly to Cabo, take a bus up to uh, oh shit, what's the northern part of the Cape Loop? Uh, La Paz yeah and then we're gonna bike pack down oh, to the wedding cool and hang out and do the wedding thing and then keep bike packing for a couple more days and then fly super. so it's gonna be like short 
vacation style. Oh yeah, like that's going to be great. Which I'm really yeah, excited pack your about. party dress. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh, that'll be the but, best. Yeah, I'm so excited oh, for like sleep so on the beach cool. and tacos and like just a and way to like so make that much, happen. Like, space there. Yeah, yeah. that'll be good. We haven't traveled. I mean, I don't know if anyone has traveled in the way that you have, but I think this year, just like with that, like, there's so many possibilities or different options. And for me, like a lot of them just like didn't work out mostly like either because of the COVID still like 24 hour worlds was canceled because of COVID race that I was going to do in Canada, a five day stage race was canceled because of COVID. And so those were two of my biggest plans. And the wildfire smoke this year, like so much of what I'd planned in the summer was in the northern part of the western U.S. because that's where I live, and it's an amazing time of year to be there. Usually, and then everything was just like the air ended up being so bad so many times. Like, and then I changed plans, and then plans would have to change again because of smoke and fires. Like, yeah, the west was all on fire. Yeah, so. I'm not tired from like doing so much. I'm more tired from like saying like plans continuing to change and not working out. So yeah, it's super really frustrating. So I'm like just excited to go have a trip that's like pretty straightforward and yeah, yeah, knock on wood. But I would imagine that it's pretty straightforward to like back a few days in Baja. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So, it's like good weather yeah. and you can sleep outside. I know. And- you know, you I'm just really need water. Yeah. yeah. But that area, actually, there are more little towns and stuff. So it's yeah. like, even that's pretty easy. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be pretty easy. It's awesome. So, cool. Well, yeah. thank you for making that route. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Would you ever ride the whole Baja Divide again? Because you've done it so much. I rode it now. like four times. Yeah. That's a lot. In a row. And like then, a few, not that long. And then I did an time. FKT on it. Yeah. And it hurts so bad. Really, like the most pain I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, why? I think I had a hard tail, oh, yeah. and I had too hard of gearing. Yeah. And oh god, I just remember. I like most of the time you forget pain, and this yeah. I remember like pretty vividly, like mm. aching in my knees. Like I had short shorts, and like I, yeah, uh, I had a seat pack, uh-huh. and then I didn't even like this. Like I was stopped to get water like five days into the ride, yeah. and this. Mexican guy was like, your legs are bleeding. And oh my God. I like, I looked down and I had like a gaping wound on the Whoa, inside from like of rubbing me, on from the rubbing on the seat pack. And I had seen Ugh. blood on my seat pack, but I was like, huh, where's that from? Yeah. I was so oh my God. kind of out of it because I was in so much pain that I didn't even like real. And I was like, wow, this is getting to a pretty bad point. Yeah. And, and I didn't bring a sleeping bag Yeah, and the nights were like freezing. Cold. So I was Ooh. just like shaking on the ground oh. to be 11 and a half days. And then that's a really long time. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, 1500 miles. Yeah. And then, um, I, yeah, 11 and a half days. And then Pete Basinger came back and beat it by an hour and a half. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, whoa, he can have it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh like, like that's like uh-huh. such a that's like a breath totally and then well, you're just like yeah but the point the whole point of doing that the time trial was that people were like hey when are you gonna host a race on this and mm-hmm. and then someone was like hey i'm gonna host a race on it so the mm-hmm. idea was like if you set a time and you say hey this route cannot really support mm-hmm. like a mass start of 100 mm-hmm. people because the resources are too limited mm-hmm. like there's not enough water right you know it's like these people hardly have water for themselves yeah and it's just not like a great race route Mm -hmm. but it's a beautiful route and it's like go ride it at whatever pace you want but don't like host a race on Mm -hmm. it because i don't know there's like some sensitivity to that you know some routes are like are not great for races or it's just like that's yeah and some are so totally yeah when we made the western wildlands route we've been saying like please don't race this route like the we worked really hard to get permission from Navajo Nation right. to put the to route the route through Navajo Nation to get around the Grand Canyon and yeah they it's the first time that that has Which happened is so cool yeah it's awesome and like we just want it to be a really positive experience for the Navajo people to have bike packers coming across their land and have like a good exchange yeah. instead of like 
crazy racers who yeah. are like suddenly like delirious yeah and, and like feeling yes yeah, like delirious riding at night needing water sleeping in random places and like right exactly instead of being like having the time to be more respectful totally yeah and so that's that, been our I'd love to ride that stretch too I haven't gotten to yet but yeah, yeah it's a really cool route just even mm-hmm. like driving through that area it's like wow the land is super cool yeah so it is yeah have have people wanted to race it I think I mean I don't pay that much attention to Facebook forums because like I stop looking at yeah. Facebook. <laughs> but and so I think people have I like just said things like that they want to or that they should be able to and I've just been asking people or not. So who knows? I mean maybe someone has like tried to time trial it on their own. But <sighs> whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. a tour divide for that right now. You know, yeah. and like maybe someday we'll be in a place where it can race that route. But yeah yeah but yeah, for now I'm there's just like enough the just ride it yeah. yeah just go ride it see what it's all about you totally. know not everything has to be competitive or yeah you know there's time and place for a lot of different things so totally. yeah. I still want to ride it though yeah yeah <clears throat> be cool um should we do our rapid fire oh gosh what do you have <laughs> okay well this relates to some of the things you're gonna talk about uh racing or touring uh, on a new route for you touring nice um would do you want a pet no <laughs> i don't think we can be friends <laughs> <laughs> um road or mountain bike oh oh man that's tough <laughs> can i say gravel bike sure okay, gravel gravel bike. Bike. okay. What's the worst thing you've ever ate or drank oh, while God. racing Ooh. or bike packing? Just like, oh wow. man. Oh, there have been some bad things. Yeah. <laughs> there have been some bad on the Trans Am. I went through, um, I think I was going through Wyoming and mm-hmm. I'd always try to get whatever was like in the hot case. Yeah. And then, cause I was like, well, at least it's like real food right. instead of just candy bar. But there was like, I went into this like Sinclair and there was like a paper bag stapled shut and that's all. <laughs> What was it? And I bought it. Yeah. And then I opened it up and just like it took a bite. And it was like uh a burger patty with cheese on it, like deep fried into like casing. Oh my god. (laughs) And I ate it. (laughs) No idea what it was as I was like biting it. And then I was like, whoa. (laughs) And it's like if it was the one thing, how long has it been there? Yeah. You know. I did like probably too long to sell. Baja divide. <laughs> I got like burritos from like they would have them like on the countertops, and yeah. it was usually like, oh, that's awesome, like a real burrito instead yeah. of like a donut. And then I took like a bite out of one, and I just threw it. <laughs> oh my like, god! I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, there have been so many bad food things, but then yeah. when you eat something actually good, you're like, oh yeah. Favorite like, thing to eat uh ice cream mm, that's fair yeah. <laughs> that must be one of the great things about the long road races is like you do go through places that or in like europe pretty regularly yeah or in europe you're like oh bakery every town that's amazing piece of cake yeah. good food high quality yeah, food totally. you're like oh this is pretty cool yeah but it's yeah it's different but yeah you do get depressed about bad food what's the worst food you've eaten well, this is my own fault, but I was bikepacking in Europe once and had a um, a package of like sliced ham, like oh. for a sandwich, like sandwich yeah. ham in my backpack. And it had been against my water bladder as like a way to like stay shaded and maybe cooler. And it just was like in there for enough days that it apparently went bad and I ate it. And then that day r- pedaling up this pass, I just like my legs were just getting more and more empty. It was just like a car running out of gas. Yeah. And then, and then meanwhile, and I, so I just kept eating being like, I just need more energy. I just need more energy. And my stomach was just getting more and more bloated. And oh. then we got down to Valdeser and we pulled into town and I just puked all over the place, like right in the middle of town. And, and you're not a puker. I'm not a puker. <laughs> and I had given myself food poisoning. Oh, <laughs> that. So that was probably the worst thing that I've eaten was just bad ham that led to food poisoning. Oh, God. Can but you eat ham fault. now? 
I can now, which is really surprising, but it's been a while. That's yeah, like six or I had seven to take a ago. break. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the water that from two days ago, three days ago. What do you have coming up this winter? What are you going to be up to? Well, it's going to be winter at home in Idaho. So some skiing and fat biking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like with this, with AZT ending the way I just did, I'm trying to figure out like, well, am I, is there something else I should want to do to like use the fitness? With your fitness. Yeah. Because yeah. I do actually like lose, it's hard to maintain like the same cycling fitness through the winter for me. And so I've been thinking about like, what should the spring look like? And I think I want to come down here and like do some bike packing and actually have more time on my bike this winter. Cool. Um, but yeah, maybe easy tea in the spring. Yeah. Like do you feel like, do you feel motivated to do that? I do. If the <laughs> trail it improves. <laughs> yeah. Which I think that the, I think that it will, the ETA is pretty amazing at working on things. Yeah. Um, so I feel motivated for that, but I think that, and that's the other thing that's interesting is like, what's motivating to back to a route, you know, and like, I think I'm at a point with the AZT where like what's motivating for me to go back and just is to see if I can break my record. Cause you've ridden it a lot. Cause I have ridden it a lot. I was like, Oh, maybe we should just go tour it and check out the trail conditions. But then right. I'm like, well, do you really want to tour it? If you've already ridden it so many times, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, could, tour I mean, it. I could tour it and just tell you <laughs> <laughs> that way you don't have to yeah. do it. <laughs> I mean, I think touring a route I've ridden is fun when it's like fun because of the people I'm with. You know? Yeah. And so, but like racing a route that I've raced before and had really amazing rides on when that's not possible, like that's not as inspiring. So like if I could come back and like have good conditions to like crush it, to have a really fast ride and like do my best, then I'd be excited for that. Cool. Yeah. I'll try to do some recon for you (laughs) just to see how it is. Because I feel that too. It's like, I don't know, like something like the Great Divide. I'm like, right. I don't want to just go tour that. Right. It like four times. You right. Know? It's like, I want, I want the record. Right. And so you're like, you're probably not going to race it if there's like major detours or like for whatever reason. What is your goal with the 300? Like time-wise? Do, I don't, do well, you have one? I mean like I, 45 hours? I was thinking 48. 48 I think that killer. is possible. Yeah. The there's a new addition though that adds an hour. Is that I up, still think it's possible. Is that up lemon? No, it's um up so it's kind of ridiculous. From Parker Canyon Lake, you turn and go the other direction and go and do the Sunnyside Canyon section oh. of AZT, and then you come back through Parker Canyon Lake and then start. It's actually a really fun trail. It is. Yeah. It's just a little contrived because you start and ride south. And then turn around and then ride north and go back through the start. Yeah. So the aesthetic of like point to point isn't quite the same. But has anybody set a fast time with that edition? Um not that I know of, no. But it so it only adds an hour. And so I think that even with that, and so it adds an hour, but then since when I set the record, there are other course changes that make it faster. So like the canelas have been rerouted in a section early on that make it faster. Mm-hmm. The new section that we ride that yeah. cuts off Patagonia and then cuts off Sonoida, that's a lot faster. And there's somewhere else that's supposedly faster. I don't it is always time. weird though, with like records in mind and then trails change. Yeah, and totally. You're like, is it a good is it a fair comparison? Right. I guess. Totally. But I mean, like a trail, like the Arizona trail, it's like over time, hopefully it does get more like packed in and the mm-hmm. conditions improve. Yeah. But I guess that's just, you can't like, that's history, right? Right. Everything's totally. going to be different. Yeah. You know, I'm just amazed too that, uh, I thought, you know, I know there was a huge fire near picket post mm-hmm. and then the trails back. Yeah. So I went and rode up there two days ago because one to pick up Kurt and I was really wanting to see that whole picket post area after the fire and it's one is crazy because you can see like burn saguaros yeah and like all these burn cactus and like 
it's just wild looking. And then there are sections where you can see like the hill is black, but there's all this like first generation regrowth and it's all grass and like this little weedy thing. And it just makes it look so different. And I need to do some more research on this, but I feel like the grass isn't necessarily supposed to be there in the same way. Oh, that's such a beautiful Because then that would be more, that might lead to being like more prone to fires in the future. But it's still beautiful. And that section of trail is actually in really good shape. Cool. Yeah, after it burned, I was just like, oh, it might be gone forever. That's kind of the feeling I I had. Yeah, I had that feeling too. I was like, oh, and I wanted to like ride it this year and I never did. What an idiot, you know? Yeah, it's still there. And it's still overall amazing. And it's interesting because like that was the edge of the fire. And so there are sections that didn't burn. And there was just like little spots and like fingers of fire that went up around there. So it's not like riding through this like crazy burned Mm -hmm. landscape that you'd imagine. Yeah, I think because it wasn't a forest, you know, so like it's like it was like a grass brush fire. And so it like moved maybe in different ways. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I would be up for starting a time trial with you. Cool. In, yeah, what, late March, early April? I think that'd be amazing. Um, but I want to go for the full. Yes. That would be so exciting to watch. Yeah. It will you would fly. So, so hard. But yeah, at so least I have a lighter, alley. faster bike. You yeah. Know. Yeah, and it's also like it's like unfinished business. Totally. Well, it's the mix of like, I mean, you rode the Arizona Trail so fast, the 300, and then there'd be a lot of also like the zoning out road detours. So it'd be a good, I think it'd be a cool mix for you. Yeah. And then moving on your feet. (laughs) Cross Grand Canyon. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's funny to like look forward to that. Totally. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I have any other rapid fire questions. Oh, let me do some for you. Uh, Cake or ice cream? Ice cream. Okay. Uh, Me too. Um, (laughs) Hot hot or cold? Oh, cold. (laughs) For everything? Temperature? I, well, I think I'm scarred after the heat this weekend right now. You're ready for cold. (laughs) That's what I'm adapting to right now. Okay. um, Let's see. Tomato or potato? Sweet potato. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else is there? Uh, Whiskey or wine? Whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Soda, water, or still? What? Soda, water, or still water? That sounds like a very European. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Still. Still? Trains or cars? cars no. yeah. <laughs> e-bike or moped oh i've never ridden a moped but i think i'd try a moped first really I've never ridden an e-bike oh either. god i should have brought one over oh that'd be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just yeah oh my gosh actually we just got this um hardtail e-bike and i want to do like a trail angel project with it where we drop stuff off at the hiker boxes mm-hmm. on lazy tea Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, because yeah. you can put like a rack on it yeah. and oh, cool. like put like, you know, a case of Cokes or something. Yeah. And then just put them in the caches. All right. That'd be amazing. But yeah. Yeah. E-bikes are, are sensitive. Topic. They are. <laughs> but I've never seen somebody ride one and not have a big grin on their face. Totally. And like the number of people commuting on their bikes instead of cars seem to be really increasing. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Cool. Those are fun. Thanks, Lil. Thank you.